Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. And here we go. Once again, we are in the month of October, and that is the sound of rock cracking, and you got the sound of rock splitting politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net, and rock splitting politics, it continues, and as President Trump continues to lead our country, there's more rock splitting politics than we can even talk about all the rocks that are splitting and falling down here and there and everywhere, and today... The D.C. impeachment circus grows. Last week, it I mean, you, I can't even uh, mention all the rocks that were splitting all over the place. But we got some news clips that we're going to play. We're going to let you listen to some of the circus that's going on. I believe if uh, uh, Shifty Schiff, Congressman Schiff, head of the uh, Democrat, the Intelligence Committee, he's the chairman of the house intelligence committee and he's a democrat if you would stick a red nose on him on him i mean he's a clown he is a clown in a three-ring circus and that goes with pelosi and nadler and this impeachment process is more of a circus why do i say that well we've never had an impeachment in the united states of america of, of a president we've had very few but we've never had one where the the uh, president didn't have some kind of uh, attorney representing him, didn't have somebody be able to call witnesses. This is what the Democrats want to do. They want a sham, and it's perfectly clear what they're going to do because of what Mr. Clownhead, Mr. Red-Nosed Clown, Shifty Schiff, just put him in the clown outfit because you can remember how he... He opened up testimony in Intelligence Committee talking about a whistleblower. In a minute, we're going to talk about that non-whistleblower whistleblower. And we got somebody who's going to talk, a real whistleblower, that'll, that'll cut him down to size, whoever the whistleblower is, which we would just have to call a non-whistleblower. But the whole thing, when uh, Chairman Schiff, talked about that and did a, then he later says a parody but he lied to the american people made up what he wanted trump to say said it so the news media would pick it up and all america would be thinking that's the exact words of donald trump in a transcript it was horrific and a horrific lie and he and, and nancy pelosi going around we need to pray for the president we need to pray for our country because this is so serious and then you got a clown that she's given in charge of impeachment and this clown named Shifty Schiff, the congressman from California, get a, gets up there and reads a parody that could have 
you know, you could laugh at it if it's on Saturday not live, but when the chairman does it in front of the Intelligence Committee, in front of the entire United States of America, he is nothing more than a clown, and I hope that enough people in his district realize he is a clown and hope they're embarrassed for his presence, for his mediocre uh brain that uh well uh, i mean is there anything within his ears because all he has is this disease called the trump derangement syndrome and it's raging uh i mean you can see the steam coming out of his ears he'll be foaming at the mouth before long i'm afraid but he is the red nose clown in the three-ring circus that's going on in the house of representatives who are trying to impeach doing this impeachment inquiry of President Trump. Why did I say that? Well, listen, this is what last week. Uh, well, let me, let me just play this clip from Fox News of Congressman Jim Jordan. They came out, they were going to, uh, they were wanting the Intelligence Committee of the House wanted to talk to Ambassador Sullen. And, and the White House said no. The reason why? Because the week before they talked to Ambassador Volker, and this what the clowns did. They did not release the text. They talked to him behind closed doors. They cherry-picked certain sentences that would make Trump look suspicious. And, and, and this is about his talk with the president of Ukraine. Ambassador Volker, in a transcript, exonerated anything any wrongdoing. The, the president did nothing wrong. And, and shifty shift, cherry picked things. Let, let me let you listen to Jim Jordan talk about what went on last week. Didn't even tell us that he had met with the whistleblower prior to the whistleblower filing the complaint. Adam Schiff didn't tell us that the way he treated Ambassador Sondland last week in this, Volker. excuse me, Ambassador uh, Volker in this uh, interview last week, that's that treatment is, is the reason why the administration, the State Department said we're not going to subject Ambassador Sondland to the same treatment. And um, look, we were actually looking forward to hearing from Ambassador Sondland. We thought he was going to reinforce exactly what Ambassador Volker told us last week. But again, unfortunately, when you have a Speaker of the House who says we need to strike while the iron's hot, when you have a chairman of the committee who is so biased against this president, that he wouldn't even tell us that he had met with his staff, had met with the whistleblower prior to the whistleblower filing the complaint. And frankly, this is a pattern with Mr. Schiff. He did the same thing, if you remember, the first big hearing the Democrats did this Congress, Michael Cohen. He didn't tell us that his staff had met with Mr. Cohen four hours prior to Mr. Cohen testifying. He didn't tell us that last summer he had met with Mr. Simpson out in Colorado, palling around with the guy with Fusion GPS. So this is a pattern. Um, like I said, we were hoping to hear from the ambassador today, but we understand exactly why the administration, exactly why the State Department has chosen to say, look, if it's going to be this kind of process, if you're going to selectively leak text messages, 67 pages of text messages we had, and they, they take a handful and release to all of you, and not give the full context and not release the transcript, we understand why they made this this decision at this uh, at this moment. I'm going to let some of my Ambassador Sondland says he's disappointed that he wasn't allowed to attend this deposition today. Yeah, and I said the same thing. We're 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 uh, we wish he would have been able to testify too, but we fully understand why the administration made the decision they did. When you're going to have a chairman release certain parts of what was said in a closed-door interview and not release the entire transcript and give it context, 
Um, you can see why they didn't want to subject Ambassador Sondland to the same kind of treatment. Do any of you have concerns? There is no wrongdoing here. Isn't that all the more reason why he should be allowed to come up and testify and just answer all of your questions? Yeah, there is no wrongdoing. Ambassador Volker was clear. Remember, Ambassador Volker is, well, why, not, why not release the transcript so you can all see what Ambassador Volker told us? There is no wrongdoing. He was completely as clear as could be, no quid pro quo whatsoever. The two guys on the call, no quid pro quo whatsoever. Democrat chairman, after they read the transcript, said no quid pro quo whatsoever. But Adam Schiff doesn't want that, that information out there. So he's holding up the transcript, and he, and he's, and he continues to... Um, continues to have this bias against the president the way he runs things. I, I, I believe that we'll actually, I do believe that we'll actually get to hear from the ambassador, but we'll only get to hear from him when there is a fair process. This is not a fair process. I can tell you, we spent more time in the skiff last time with Ambassador Volker than Adam Schiff did. You know, he came out here, you may have noticed that, he came out here all to the press, and what did he do? He gave this benign thing and then raced off to a fundraiser. So here's, here's what we have to understand, is, is this has to be a fair process. And when you have a press release being drafted by our Democrat colleagues cherry-picking text messages, when the full text of Ambassador Volker's uh, testimony last week would have exonerated this president, let's release it. I, I'm all for bringing the ambassador in, but let's only do so after we release the full. Do you have any concerns about what we're talking about here? The president asking the foreign government, one Ukraine, to investigate Joe Biden, and also the president saying last week that China should investigate Joe Biden. Do any of you have concerns about that? The president's doing his job. President, when, when you're talking about the hard-earned tax dollars of the American people going to a foreign government, the president's going to make sure that there is no corruption there. He's doing his job, his duty as the commander in chief, his duty as the president of the United States. So I don't have a concern about that. Now that was uh, Congressman Jim Jordan from Ohio. For the most part, there was uh, Congressman Mark Meadows jumped in there for a little bit and just talking about this three ring circus that's going on. The three ring circus with uh, Shifty Shift, the head clown. And it, but we're talking about. This whole thing of impeachment because of a, quote, whistleblower. Was he really a whistleblower? Uh, Tucker Carlson had a guest on last week who is a true whistleblower. Listen to what happened when he blew the whistle on what was going on at, for a time in the Obama administration. And ju well, just listen to this. And you'll understand what a whistleblower is and see what he thinks about this, quote, non-whistleblower. Uh, I mean, it's... the. This is something you need to hear. You're not going to hear it on the mainstream media. And I'm glad you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Let me play this clip from Tucker Carlson show for you from last week. There's nothing the media won't repeat. Nodding mindlessly. Well, here's another thing CNN Democrats and the rest of Washington agree on. The Ukraine whistleblower is a hero, a brave hero, doing a vital service to this country. He's a whistleblower. The funny thing is, and if you live in Washington, you know this, we have whistleblowers here, and they're almost always ignored and mistreated by the people in power. All the cool kids look down on real whistleblowers. It's amazing. Most of them you don't even know exist. You never hear their names. One exception to the rule is John Kirikou, who is a CIA whistleblower. 
He blew the whistle on the agency's covert torture programs and was profoundly punished for it. So we thought we'd have him on tonight to assess this new whistleblower. John, thanks so much for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks. Uh, how do you assess this whistleblower, who everyone I, loves? I don't think this is a whistleblower. Not no. at all. I think this is an anonymous source for the, uh, the Democratic uh, staff in the House of Representatives. So that sounds very different from a whistleblower. What is a whistleblower? How yes. is a whistleblower distinct from whoever this person is? A whistleblower is someone who brings to light any evidence of waste, fraud, abuse, illegality, or threats to the public health or public safety. And they do this almost always uh, with, a, with a great personal cost attached yes. to it. Now, this, this so-called whistleblower at the CIA is someone who is acting anonymously. And remember, this person is not an undercover CIA operative. By all accounts, this is an analyst who is not undercover. Well, you can't hide this person's uh, uh, name, right. identity, just to save him from embarrassment or, or trouble of being recognized or something like that. It's just not appropriate. If this is a whistleblower, he needs to come forward in public, testify in open session, and blow that whistle. What's interesting is that he comes out and makes these allegations, and then the White House immediately releases the transcript. Right. So it's kind of end of story. In your case, you made allegations that were true, it turned out. Yes. And you still went to prison for saying it out loud. I did. I went to prison for 23 months. And, and you know, the same people that, that attacked me are attacking the president. Uh, Robert Mueller set up the John Kiriakou task force at the FBI. John Brennan uh, petitioned Attorney General Holder to charge me with five felonies, including three counts of espionage, all of which were dismissed. And uh, ironically, it was Peter Strzok who put the cuffs on me in 2012. Wait a second. So you told, you told the truth about what a federal agency was doing without the knowledge or, or consent of Congress. So That's right. Outside the Democratic channels. Yes. Right? Uh, undermining democracy, they would say now. And MSNBC and CNN did not come to your defense. Actually, only Fox came to my defense. You know, that's something you and I have never talked about. Uh, but MSNBC, I didn't even know this. Yeah, MSNBC never called me a whistleblower. They called me CIA leaker John Kiriakou. And then CNN, after a year pending trial, going through the whole case, after a year they decided to call me a whistleblower. It, it's tough being a whistleblower. You know, political lines are drawn. And that's really where these things usually turn. We're seeing the Democrats trying to do the same thing right now with this CIA officer. They're telling us, they're imposing upon us their notion that this person is a whistleblower, and he simply is not. I don't think there's any chance this person is going to do almost two years in prison. <laughs> not a chance. You know, even his attorney, uh, Mark Zaid, is one of these CIA insiders. He's attached at the hip with the CIA. He's represented dozens of CIA people. He has a CIA security clearance. If, if you are represented by Mark Zaid and you're claiming to be a, a whistleblower, you are not. Do you have to be a whistleblower to know a whistleblower? Well, in this case, we do have a whistleblower who's calling this person who's accusing Trump of something that was worthy of being a whistleblower, uh, a true whistleblower saying, no, you're not a whistleblower. It, this, this is something that, I mean, it really blew my mind when I heard this. And that's why I played the whole transcript. I wish, uh, I wish it wasn't as long as it was, but I wanted you to hear what Tucker Carlson discovered. Now, why doesn't all of America get to hear that? 
Well, he's not going to be on mainstream media. Because like he said, nobody came to his fence. He was called a CIA leaker. Spent time in jail and prison for uh, catching something going on under who else but Brennan. Brennan was the head of the CIA. And he is the one that has his fingers all over the Ukraine, all over this Trump-Russia uh, hoax. And I hope General Attorney General Barr is... Uh, getting him in a corner and getting him in the sights of truth. And we want the truth. If he's not done anything, well, then let him be exonerated. But if John Brennan is behind some nasty, nasty stuff that uh, should never have happened, why? Why? Let's get the truth out there. Now, <laughs> uh, wow, can you believe what's going on? And, and I mean, I like I said, there's so many rocks breaking and splitting that we just can't cover it all. And it seems like a mountain, and yet the the mainstream media they act like uh, it's a conspiracy theory. Everything about the Ukraine now, and everything about who's where did the uh, Russia hoax, uh, hoax come from? It's like oh, it's that conspiracy theory network over on Fox. Well, my goodness, <laughs> if uh, you lied to your viewers for two years about the Mueller probe and saying that tr Trump was colluding with the Russians. And then you never apologize. Well, you know, you, you lose all kind of credibility. Who is watching the mainstream media? I'm afraid a lot of Americans still are, but they shouldn't be. If they won't even apologize, we're taking them down a path that was just full of uh, smoke and mirrors and lies. And the thing is, so many people knew it. Well, we got uh, one more thing we want to talk about with... Uh, on the second half of the show that's about the again about this impeachment circus going on in washington dc and uh as i speak uh we're working on a show i am going to washington dc i'll get you some insights directly from the capital of our nation so uh listen to, be ready for next week's show but let me tell you this you are listening to doc holidays Rock splitting politics. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you. In just a minute, uh, we will uh, dive more into what this three ring circus of the House of Representatives is, is, is happening. What's going on there? We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But let me remind you you can go to my website where I got a book and it's called Bedrock Truths. You can order that book. I wrote it along with Dr. Alveda King and Dr. Alex McFarland. So if you'd like that book shipped to you, just uh, you can uh, go to the website, order that book, and uh, you can just see the book cover there. Press on that. It'll take you to docholiday.org, www.docholiday, holiday of two L's, docholiday.org. Got some more books there you can order, and we'd love to get those shipped out to you. Now, let me tell you, <laughs> uh, the this three-ring circus, now, why is it going on? Well, the reason this three-ring circus is going on is because the Democrats, the Democrats, the liberals, the far left never accepted that Donald Trump won the 2016 election. They had to make everybody believe he had Russian help. He had, he couldn't have beat Hillary Clinton on his own. He cheated. He had Russian help. He had colluded with the Russians. They said that for over two years. Why? So they could win the House of Representatives under false pretenses. That's one reason. But the whole thing 
of this three-ring circus going on in the House of Representatives now is because they never accepted the truth that Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton. And it was really <laughs> the Electoral College. It wasn't even close. I mean, uh, Trump just slammed it home. Now, listen, <laughs> one of the things that makes this such a three-ring circus in the middle of all this. And that's where Donald Trump, he makes people so mad on the left. And he makes some people on the right cringe. Sometimes he says th things and think, why do you do that? And yet, he brings people out like Hillary Clinton. And she has some people thinking, oh, no, she might try to jump in this race one more time, for the third time, try to run for president. Would she? Would she? Well, that's why this is more than a three-ring circus. Come on in, Hillary. Well, let me play this clip from the five off Fox News and what they had to think about Hillary Clinton getting in the 2020 race. Take a listen to this. But Hillary's just joking, right? Well, maybe not. Take a look. It's Hillary Clinton itching for a rematch. President Trump attacking Clinton on Twitter over her emails and taunting her to enter the 2020 race. Clinton firing right back saying, don't tempt me, do your job. But Hillary's just joking, right? Well, maybe not. Take a look. You know, it, it truly is remarkable how obsessed he remains with me. Nothing has been more examined and looked at than my emails we all know that so he's either lying or delusional or both maybe there does need to be a rematch i mean obviously i can beat him again Whoa. all right greg here we go again i can beat him again i mean that's not an obsession that is a delusion that one holds to keep out the reality and i don't blame her i mean it's she's probably had to say these kind of things being married to a man who's bedded more women than my pillow <laughs> uh, by the way you know she's not immune to this ukraine stuff she enters the if she enters this picture, that's going to stain her as well. Um, what do you think about the? Do you think that she just does it? You know, she's on a book tour, so it doesn't hurt to have a little sure attention. Yeah. She's like a celebrity stalker. You know, you're going to find her outside the White House at midnight telling the Secret Service, "If you just let me in, I can talk to him. I, he wants to talk to me." <laughs> um, but I, I think right now she's still going back to the emails and says everything was examined except for the thirty-three thousand that she ashed washed. Could you imagine? If Schiff subpoenas Trump for one of his emails, just one, and he acid washes just one, and then says it was about golf, could you imagine what the reaction would be? And she did that to 33,000. It's a huge, huge double standard. Then lastly, if she does get in, here's what she's looking at. She's looking at Joe, who looks like toast right now. She's looking at Bernie, who now has to coast because of his health. Her only opponent is Liz Warren. And she's got to say to herself, guys, look at this. I beat Trump in the popular vote. I outraised him. I outdebated him. I can beat him again if I just go to Wisconsin. And I promise I will put Liz Warren on the ticket and I will put Bernie in the cabinet. Let's have a rematch. And that's convincing to some Democrats. Well, I, personally, I hope enough Democrats are convinced. I mean, bring Hillary back into it and bring her, bring her on. Let her do three or four rallies a day. You remember how hey, she held up last time. But I just have to say... It, I, I think there's reason some Democrats are getting desperate. Look, Joe Biden was number one by a long shot. Nobody was even close. And then uh, Elizabeth Warren and and Bernie Sanders were creeping on up. And it was really the top three. Everybody else is way off. You remember uh, Kamala Harris looked like she had a good first debate and she was building steam. And then, I mean, that, somebody just popped her bubble. The air went right out. 
all these other candidates that are running, jockeying around, trying to get any kind of traction, none of them are raising the money that uh, these top three have. Well, uh, Mayor Pete uh, from Indiana, he's raised some money, but he's sort of fading into the background just like Beto O'Rourke did. So it's really the top three is uh, Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and and uh, Bernie Sanders. What happened last week? Well, Bernie Sanders had a heart attack. He's 78 years old. He would turn 80 his first year in the presidency if uh, if he's elected. Then you got Joe Biden, and I love that. I think I mentioned last time. There's, there's a little cartoon out, and it had like a pit with some leaves over it. And uh, it had a little sign, Beware Trump Trap. And then it had the Democratic icon donkey looking over the trap. Somebody's down in there, and the donkey's saying, Hey, Joe Biden, is that you down there? See, this this impeachment trap for Trump is sinking Joe Biden because everybody's talking about the Ukraine and his son. You can't help us. I mean, anybody with a reasonable, common-sense mind would say, why would Joe Biden's son be making $50,000 a year after Joe Biden got in charge of uh, the Ukraine? Why would he be getting that money from an energy company, $50,000 a month? for several years and it may be worse than that when we get uh, the true records out but joe biden has the answer to that but he's going down in the polls and guess what elizabeth warren is going up is that good news for the democrats well i don't know because there's a wall street group that came in said we cannot support elizabeth warren you know we've given money every year democrat candidates but we will not support elizabeth warren if she's the nominee we say we may not support Trump, but we will sit it out. She's not getting money from our uh, th- these uh, uh, big tycoons of Wall Street. So is that good for the Democratic Party? Is that good for Elizabeth Warren to be the nominee? Well, maybe Hillary Clinton does need to come in and put Elizabeth as her vice president candidate, as they talked about. Uh, Mr. Waters did talk about that on the five a while ago. Wow. The Democrats really are. Some of them are starting to get seriously sick thinking about we don't have a candidate that can get in the rough rumble and tumble of presidential politics with Donald Mudslinger Trump. (laughs) And they're scared. And the Republicans, the Republicans, will they stay behind Trump? But they know what's good for them, they will. Hey, some of this with the Kurds in Syria, we're going to see as it continues to shape out. Uh, Trump made a bold decision. It may not be the perfect decision. And I, I'm, I am really a supporter of the Kurds, and I don't like what Trump did there. But it's not going to be enough to make me say he's not a great president. But listen, we'll see how that continues to shake out. I am going, just like... You know, a couple months ago, I went to New Zealand to find out what they had to say about this presidential election. You remember, in a small town in the middle of nowhere, there was a huge flag of a New Zealand flag, an American flag, and a big sign saying, Trump 2020, keep America great. Now, how about that? Around the world, people are talking about this election. We're talking about here, right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, and I'm going to Washington, D.C., And we'll get you some uh, on-site report of what's going on. So listen to next week's show. Until then, God bless you. 
and I'll see you next week for some reports from Washington, D.C. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.